thank you team for leading us. You guys can also grab your seat. If we've not met before, my name is Emma and my husband John and I are the location pastors here in Hundorf. Um, as Teeks mentioned, he had some major knee surgery this week. So he's home in resting. He really wanted to be here and I said to him, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Mostly because I've had to listen to him hit the pain that it takes for him just to get up and go to the loo. Um, he did make it to the couch yesterday, so that was a good achievement. Um, yes. <laughs> but he, um, as you know, he loves church, so, and he loves to be with you. He wishes he was here, but hopefully by next week he'll be in a different, or definitely by next week he'll be in a different spot. Um, and Pastor Bruce and Julie are down at C3 Henley Beach this morning, so they also send their love. We had a great service last Sunday with our Build to Reach um, offering and celebration and lunch together. Um, so I just wanted to report back on behalf of Pastor Bruce that uh, that offering came in just around $63,000, which is just a huge achievement. So yes, praise to God. Um, just for such sacrificial giving, um, I know that that was a really meaningful occasion in many of your worlds. If you weren't able to be here and you still want to contribute, you absolutely can. Um, you can either put your offering in the drop box out there and we'll make sure it goes to the right spot. Um, but if there's anyone that wants also to be prayed for and pray over that offering, I'm absolutely happy to do that after the service as well. So come and make your situation. You just make yourself known. Come and tell me. <laughs> what you want prayer for, what you're doing. So um, we're jumping in, it's July, hard to believe, isn't it? Um, into a new series that's going to go over the next eight weeks or so. Um, and the theme is sent to, sent, haha, cause that's the year, sent to be the church. Um, and so we're gonna unpack that and as soon as I, read that, heard that, I remembered a song from my childhood. Um, and if you know it, you're welcome to join along. I was gonna throw to Aislinn at this point, but she was conveniently out of kids' church because I sang it to her on Monday and it got it stuck in her head. Um, I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All of God's children all around the world, yes, we're the church together. Some people looking at me going, I've never heard that. Well, that's what came into my head, and I sang it once, and it got stuck in Aisland, so now it can be stuck in yours. Um, I need two hands for the next bit. Do you want to just jump up, hold my microphone, because this is, there's another part, hang on. The church is not a building, the church is not a steeple, the church is not a resting place, the church is the people. You might have learned this as a kid. This one? The church is not a building, the church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place, the church is the people. Hey! <laughs> they don't actually go together, but I put them together because it was a good way to remember it. So if you want something to do and you're feeling a bit fidgety, um, I am an OT and I recognise everyone's regulation levels and arousal levels can differ. So if you're sitting there and you need something just to keep yourself alert, put your fingers together like this, backwards, fold them down, index fingers up, little fingers up. I know I've worked it out. How clever am I? And then, this is the hard part if you've got stiff knuckles, you're gonna go backwards and wriggle your fingers like the people. All right, you're welcome to do that throughout if you just need to keep yourself a little bit awake. But the, the main point being, the church is the people. <laughs> 
So we're going to dive right into it. Romans 1 is where we are today. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, I recommend reading them. They are all words are also going to be on the screen. I'm just going to read a bit and then we're going to unpack and see what God has to say about this. So Romans 1 verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life, that is his fleshly life, was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among the Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus. Verse 7, to all who are in Rome, who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from Lord Jesus Christ. We'll just pause there. So this is Paul. He's writing to the people in Rome who have gone and started to share Uh, their revelation of Jesus. Now, the Roman church was not started by Paul or by Luke, um, but it's thought to have been started by some Jews from Rome who were in Jerusalem at the time of Pentecost. Uh, So when we were reading last, not last month, skip a bit, um, in May, we were reading around Acts. So that moment of Pentecost where um, people had gathered and the Holy Spirit came and it was just a big hullabaloo of Holy Spirit fun. (laughs) Um, Acts 2, so the thought is that these people from Rome were in Jerusalem, they experienced that, they loved that, they went back to Rome and they started to share that with people in Rome. So part of me recognised as well, they weren't sent back to Rome with a manual of how to start a church in their city. They weren't sent with um, the intention of even making a church or doing church, I don't think. They were just so excited about what had happened to them and they just couldn't help but share it. And so Paul writes to them to build them up, to guide them. There's a little bit of correction throughout Romans. Um, and so that's going to be explored over the next eight weeks of sent to be the church, Romans and Philippians. And um, if we just jump back to verse 1 then. So Paul, he introduces himself He's very confident in this. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. He knew who he was and who he was called to be. He was set apart. He was sent. He was separated, it says in other versions. Chosen, appointed, authorised. You could use all of these words and if you look it up in different variations um, of the Bible, this is what you'll see. He was sent by God and he knew that but I'll jump back a few words he was called to be an apostle and I jumped on the be because we are sent to be the church who are you called to be you will have heard this phrase we are human beings not human doings yeah how often do we do the doing and we forget about the be the being but who are you called to be who have you been or who, what have you been chosen, separated, separate, set apart, authorised and sent to be? 
not sent to do. I mean, I think that's also important, but for right now, what, are, what have you been sent? Who have you been sent to be? Who has God called you to be? And are you living out of that? God doesn't want us doing church where we come and we do a role and we serve on a roster and we do the jobs because if we are doing that, we will tire ourselves and fatigue and not get any joy and satisfaction out of that. In the long run, you might for a little bit. But if we're being who he's called us to be, it doesn't actually matter what we're doing. He's sent us to be. And I remember in my uh, professional working career, I've found myself in situations and families uh, working with kids. Why, why am I here? Like, what am I adding? Like, there's multiple children with multiple disabilities. There's just, there's a lot going on. Surely, little old me can't be doing a whole lot. What on earth am I contributing? Why, why am I here? Um, but when I've stopped in those moments and had a, a point of reflection, it's been the, the who I am that's made the difference and the what I bring. Uh, some of you will have heard that a few years ago we explored, some of the leaders explored this um, book by Simon Sinek called Find Your Why. And anyone can do it. It's a secular book. It's really valuable to actually stop and think about why you do what you do, what motivates you to do it, but what are you actually here on earth to do? What do you bring? And so I explored that and um, not surprisingly, what I had kind of concluded with what I was bringing to those families was hope. I was there every week or every fortnight. I was the same me. It was stability. It was regular. Um, I wasn't flaky. I didn't bail all the time. And I was there. They knew what they were going to get. I wasn't phased by the rubbish that I might walk into or the situation. Just solid, sturdy, bringing the hope that life isn't as bad as it seems. Even though it might seem chaotic, there is still hope. Um, and so when I explored my why, not surprisingly, lots of those words came out um, as well. Um, I think about when I was a young adult, if we go back to the, the doing versus the being, I, re I, I love kids. Um, I really wanted to be doing kids' church. And actually, if I look back over my life, I've done this much kids' church <laughs> and this much of everything else. Um, but that's actually really where I wanted to be. And as I was preparing this, I, was, I ended up doing youth. John wanted to do youth. Um, and there was a need for youth, so I was young, young, I was probably only 18 anyway, so I was technically still a teenager. Um, and youth was where I ended up serving and ministering, and that's awesome. But I guess the reflection at this point was, as I was preparing, was I, it didn't matter where, what I was doing, but what I was actually able to bring and able to be in those places. So for you, if you're thinking, I'm not where I want to be, don't worry about the where you want to be. Worry about who you are to be, who you are to be in that space. And the where, it might change, it might not, but what you bring to that is what's most valuable. Um, and you might not end up where you want to be, but I guess that's a another side, another conversation with God, the, the where I was really challenged is, is not the most important part. It's the who you are.
Be who you are called to be. So don't, um, I don't, don't want to get stuck in the get it in and get it done mentality. Um, I know I've come to a prayer meeting before. It's like, yep, let's just get in, get it done, get out of here kind of thing. Um, and you can do that with connect clean. I've used those words to our connect group. <laughs> get, let's get in, get it done. We're coming to clean the church. But actually, that was probably going to rob us too. When we come and be who God has called us to be, we bring something much richer. Um, so when we can come to prayer meeting, we don't want to just come and do prayer. We actually want to come and be in his presence and be who God has called you because what we can bring to that is so much greater. So my question to you again is who are you sent to be? And that's your individual responsibility to figure that out and ask God and seek God and spend time asking God, who have you called me to be? Set apart, authorised, separated, chosen. You are chosen. Who are you sent to be? We continue on, as I read before, verse 2 through to 7. Paul starts to describe who Jesus was. It said that he was um, in his earthly flesh life, he was a descendant of David. Um, and then it talks about how he was empowered through the Spirit and he was the Son of God. So as I was reading that, I was like, yeah. Verse 2 to 7, or verse 2 to 6 actually, is it's encapsulating who Jesus is and we can anchor who we are because of who he is. In verse 7, he says, To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. We can anchor who we are in the love he has for us and the calling, the appointed to be his holy people. Verse 8, I didn't read before. Um, I'll read it in the NIV. First, I thank God through Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Verse 8 in the, oh, I didn't write it down. Yes, I did. The Passion Translation says, because of your strong and persistent faith. Be strong, be persistent. Who you are matters. God made you just the way he wants you. So seek God for a real conviction around that. I want to read the same verses again from the message version. And just listen, prick your ears up because it jumped out at me after I was thinking about this. Um, there was a nice phrase there that jumped out. Verse 2. Well... The message doesn't really have verses. The sacred writings contain preliminary reports by the prophets of God's son. His descendant from David's roots, uh, sorry, his, his descent from David roots him in history. His unique identity as son of God was shown by the spirit when Jesus raised, when Jesus was raised from the dead, setting him apart as the Messiah, our master. Through him, we received both the generous gift of his life and the urgent task of passing it on to others who receive it by entering into obedient trust in Jesus. You are who you are through this gift and call of Jesus Christ. And that jumped out of me. You are who you are because of his gift and because of the calling of Jesus Christ. Um, our theme for the year being sent, if you cast your brain back to the acrostic that Pastor Bruce 
um, shared about the, the word sent, S-E-N-T. I tried to recall it from my own brain and I came up with a pretty good acrostic for it. But when I went back and read, I was like, oh, wasn't those words after it? It was some of them. So S, anyone remember? S is for surrender. Um, I think this applies to all of who we are called to be, surrender. E is for, oh, Laurie got it. I thought it was empowered. Enter into his presence regularly. N is for, Laurie, navigate the obstacles Yes, obstacles come, absolutely. There are many. We've got to navigate the obstacles when we're sent to go somewhere. And T is for? No. I know. I know. That's what I thought it was. I listened again. It's take time to rest, to worship, to reflect, um, and to go to God and to do what you need to do. Take time. So yes, um, so when we're looking for who we are in Christ, take time, enter his presence, navigate the obstacles. There might be a battle in you not wanting to be who God has called you to be. That is normal. I've been told that is normal because there are plenty of things that I know God's called me to be and I don't want to be those people, um, <laughs> this being one of them. Um, but uh, it's an obstacle. But I take it to God and we surrender. I just did that backwards, sorry. Sentness, if you do it backwards. If you want more encouragement around finding who you are called to be, I encourage you, there are great resources out there. One which I just love to recommend all the time is Who I Am in Christ, which we've got in the bookshop. Who I Am in Christ at the very end has a whole page of declarations of um, what you can declare. And if we're to find our being in Christ, then we find it in Him. So Who I Am in Christ. The Purpose Driven Life was another jump to mind if you're looking for something to just help you explore that. So we are, you are sent to be the church. So that's an individual response. We, I'm sent to be the church. You're sent to be the church. Spencer is sent to be the church. And it's not my daughter. <laughs> Spencer's the one talking. Yes, you are. And Kelsey's like, uh. <laughs> Not quite sure. You are sent to be the church. You, on your very own, can bring Jesus into any situation. So you are the church. The church is not the walls. The church is not what we do on a Sunday. You in your conversation are the church. You are sent to be the church. However, we don't want to do it alone. We can. We can do parts of it and we have to do parts of it on our own it is our responsibility but we together are the church and we are we are sent to be the church together so this is part two you are the church we are the church together yeah got it yeah 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 um i was reading during the week that someone uh, i didn't actually look back who it was it's just here max Licardo made a comment that the biggest, or ask the question, what do you think the biggest miracle in Acts was? And there were suggestions thrown around. There were lots of miracles. But in fact, his perspective was the biggest miracle in Acts was their unity. Unity is a miracle. Um, and 
So when I, when I think about the, the scriptures that Paul is writing or the letter that Paul is writing to the Romans, Paul is coming from this place of unity, this experience of togetherness um, where it says in Acts 2, 46, that every day they were meeting together with glad and sincere hearts. In verse 44, they were fellowshipping in one body. And that reminded me of that Corinthians passage where it talks about the eye and the arm and the foot and that we're all parts, but the body comes together. And if, one, if the body consisted of just one part, it wouldn't be a body at all. Um, so this is Paul's experience of being together, everyone bringing their togetherness. So if we jump back to Romans, down in verse 11, he says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. And he continues to labour about how he hasn't been able to get to the Romans, um, but he longs to be there. And he goes to great lengths to say, I, I want to be with you, but there were things that came out. And I asked myself, why? Why did he want to be there? And I really think it was because he was so um, convinced that their togetherness in Acts was what's important. He wanted to be together with them. So we are called to be together and to bring who we are together with one another. The message version says it like this, but don't think I'm not expecting to get something out of this too. You have as much to give me as I do to you. The International Children's Bible, Anna, I mean that I want... I mean that I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. When we bring who we are together, we encourage each other. We can do what our vision is. We can grow. We can be influential. So I know in my experience when I have brought who I am or what I'm struggling with or what I'm going through to others then I am strengthened by that. I'm always encouraged. And sometimes people come to me to ask for advice or um, pray for them, but I'm always encouraged by that situation or challenged to grow or given just a new perspective on life. And people think, they probably don't think anything. I go away just as encouraged as the people that have come to me. So part of that is being willing and not isolating ourselves. What brings unity was the question I asked. What brings unity? Because it was a miracle in Acts. When we're there of the same mind, they were all together, they were giving their possessions to the poor. They were, anyone who needed something, they, they shared it around. There was this real strong sense of togetherness. A couple of the thoughts that, popped into my brain was um, our playgroup. We have a team that run playgroup. And, oh, hats off to Elizabeth and Julie Carl and Pastor Bruce to, yeah, thank you, celebrate them. You don't even know what they've done, but we'll let's celebrate them. This Wednesday just gone, our whole team was eradicated by sickness and a newborn who wanted to stay away from sickness. So Elizabeth, Julie and Pastor Bruce held the fort for playgroup, which is just amazing. Um, but that kind of just points out, if it was just me doing playgroup, I'd be in there doing, 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 doing. But because we have a team who can come together and all do our parts, actually gives us ability to be who we are called to be and have the conversations God has called us to have. Um, 
and it's true for all our teams, wherever you find yourself serving, if you were just you, you'd end up doing the doing, doing, doing. But when we all come together, we can be, and we can be who God's called us to be. So with that, I was going to say, Teague's already preempted it. Tonight, equip. If you are on a team, you serve in a team, which is many, you think, oh, equip's not usually for me, it's for the leaders. It's actually as much for you, okay? When we all bring and come and be, then we are called to do that because we are stronger together. Amen? So you were sent to be the church. We are sent to be the church. Everybody has something to do. So what is it that you're going to do? We jump through Romans down to verse 16, which is a standout. You should, many will know this. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because of the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And Romans then goes on, um, sorry, Paul goes on to then talk about some of the, the challenges. Um, there's lots of judgment going on and it goes into chapter two, which was also sort of in my brief of, you're welcome to cover this. And I was like, <laughs> I've got stuck in the verses one to 16. We'll just stay there. But go ahead and keep reading through Romans up to the end of chapter two because whoever's preaching next week is probably launching in chapter three and you'll have missed the middle bit. But um, that lovely verse about not being ashamed of the gospel. In the Passion Translation, it says, I refuse to be ashamed of sharing the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. It moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. And that's what it's all about, right? We don't want to just receive it and just it be that one occasion. We actually want to live by faith. We want to live in what he's called us to be. So you need to know who you're called to be. You are sent to be the church, not this building, not an organisation. You are not a role. You are not a roster spot. We are not doing church. And if you're doing church, stop it. Yeah, I know. Put my bossy pants on. You will burn yourself out, I wrote here. You'll be unfulfilled. You'll drain yourself and you'll drain others. Stop doing church. Come and be the church. Everybody has a part to play. Every single person. You think, oh, well, I'm not sure. Go and ask God, what is my part to play? God, what have you called me to be? Who have you called me to be? And it might not be up here speaking. It might not be worship leading. It might not be um, a, a clear role that you see on a Sunday. That is not church. This, we come together, but this is not how God wants us only to do church. Church is gathered on Sundays and scattered throughout the rest of the week. We take God, we take the church out. When we get the revelation that we can achieve, that what we can achieve together is greater than on our own, we can be the church God sent us to be. So I'm going to scoot back to verse 5, which I read in the NIV before, but I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, which I think Lockie's got at the back there, because I loved it. I really like the Passion Translation, if you didn't get that, because it's passionate. Through him, a joy-producing grace cascaded into us, empowering us with the gift of apostleship so that we can win people from every nation into a faithful commitment to Jesus. Why? To bring honour to his name. Verse 6, 
You, he's saying to the Romans, but I'm saying it to you, you are among the chosen ones. You have been chosen. So I'll just invite the team back up and I want you to close your eyes and just ask God right now, what do I need to do to be? God, what do I need to do to be? Because there will be something practical. It might just be one thing. But I believe that God will put one thing on your heart today that you can change, that you can do differently, that you can do more intentionally, that you can stop doing, to be the church gathered, to be the church scattered. So Lord, we give you this space. We thank you that your word goes out and never comes back void. Lord, it has, it always reaches the target it's intended to, the heart that is open, that is listening and receiving. Lord, as people turn their eyes, their ears to hear from you this morning. And as they go about their week, Lord, the words that they've heard, challenge them, ponder, remind. And we just mill over what's been said. God, that we would cast our attention to you. We would seek you for a greater conviction of who we are, who you've called us to be, what you've put us here on this earth for. It's not to do the doing. Why have you put us here together? you're here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus that is the absolute first step being part of the body your relationship with him joins you in it knits you in like it said in that scripture being right with God through faith all it takes is you to go yes I believe that Jesus is the Lord and Saviour of my life and I'm sorry for all the things I've done He washes us clean and the grace of Jesus takes all that away. We don't have to think about what is gone, but we can step into a new relationship with Him. So if that's something you want to do this morning, I would absolutely love to lead you in a prayer inviting Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Saviour. Or if you're watching us online, and you're thinking, yes, that's something I want to do. Just find us on the website. There's a prayer there you can pray and then get in touch because we would love to help you on that journey. But if that's you this morning, why don't you just give me a wave? Because I, like I said, I would love to pray with you. It's not something you want to do on your own. We want to do it together. Is there anyone else this morning? Here's another question. What do you need to do to do? What do you need to do 
to be. So many words. Do you know your part? Do you know who you are? Are you living your part or are you avoiding what God's called you to do? So perhaps you might want some prayer around that this morning. This altar is not a place of crippleness and need. I hate it when people think, oh, all the needy people go up for prayer. Actually, no, this is a place of encounter. It's a place of surrender. It's a place of entering His presence regularly. So whether you're coming to find a new relationship with Jesus, whether you're coming just to ask God, show me, show me more, show me who I am, or you want an encounter, or perhaps you just want to step into a new season of togetherness, of of connecting the who I am with the who we are. Perhaps you just want to make one little change that you want to um, you know, get to a prayer meeting. You want to be more regular at Connect. You want to serve in a different way. One little thing. And praying that God will put one thing on your heart this morning. What's one thing we can do differently to be who He's called and created you to be? Because God loves who He created, each and every one of you. So Lord, in this space, I just pray. If any of those areas are speaking to you and you would love to just come and stand on His altar, I encourage you to do that during this worship song and I'll come pray with you. We'll close the service. Um, But I'm just going to pray over everyone right now. Lord Jesus, we thank You that Your Word is true. Lord, that You do love each and every one of us and You have a purpose for each one of us. You love the world so much that you gave your Son to die for us, to give us this grace, this freedom, this joy, that we would share your love, your joy, your gospel to everyone we meet. And Lord, I pray you would equip us to do that. Lord, that we don't try and do it in our own strength, but Lord, by who you have called us to be. And Lord, that we would live out who you have called us to be on an individual basis, but also together. We would bring that to each other, that we would encourage each other, that we would build each other up, that we would strengthen each other by our unity and by our togetherness. Lord, I thank you that you are here, that you are working through us. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet?